You're listening to a special mini-series of By Shawnita, Real First Wives of Metropolis, Chapter 3. This episode originally aired February 7, 2011. Kendallin, Patranda, and Elaine chat about weather and conferences as they pull up to the front door of the Prescott Estate in the four-seater golf cart driven by the guard that opened the gate. What happens if someone comes while we're being driven up to the estate? Elaine said. They wait until I return. The guard stares ahead and turns down a path behind the main house beyond a garden to a sprawling ranch home. Carmody stands outside on the wide porch of the ranch home in a dazzling snow-white pantsuit. She smiles and waves at the ladies as they come to a stop in front of the path leading to the door. The guard stops the cart and walks around to the side. He holds his hand out and Patronda grabs it first and steps out of the golf cart. Kendallin smiles and nods at him as she accepts his assistance out of the cart. Elaine exits last. Thank you, sir. Stay warm and have a blessed evening. Elaine smiles and slips him a gift card to click and coffee. The driver looks down at his hand and smiles for a brief moment, then returns to a more serious countenance. Yes, ma'am. Thank you. The ladies follow Carmody into a lavish and well-decorated living room in warm autumn accents and brown. A maid and butler greet them and take their coats in a quiet, rehearsed fashion. Patronda walks over to Carmody as soon as her coat is removed. Elaine and Kendallin make brief eye contact as they remove their coats and hand them to the staff. Well, thank you for coming. I'm glad you all could get away this evening. You can freshen up down the hall to the right and then we can eat. I've prepared the formal dining area for us. Carmody walks into the living room. She picks up a magazine and sits on the chaise lounge. The ladies find their way down the hall and enter a double vanity bathroom where Elaine and Kendallin wash their hands and return to the living room. Patronda closes the door when they leave, then joins them three minutes later. Carmody places the magazine back on the table and stands. An eight-person table has been set for four, with two plates next to each other on opposite sides. Elaine walks to the far side and sits down across from Kendallin. Patronda sits across from Carmody. Let's bless the food, then the staff will bring the first course. Carmody takes Kendallin and Patronda's hand. The ladies all bow their heads while holding hands. Lord bless this food in Jesus' name. Amen. Carmody releases the ladies' hands. I took the liberty of having my chef prepare for a course meal. I chose a chicken dish because I didn't know if anyone had any food allergies. Carmody leans slightly as the server places a Caesar salad with bacon and a serving bowl on the side in front of her. Three other servers place food in front of the other ladies. Carmody, this is so nice. I mean, talk about raising the bar. Patronda shakes her head and raises the fork of salad to her lips. Elaine and Kendallin make eye contact and shake their heads. Now I know what I'm going to do when you ladies come over for my meal. Patronda smiles at Kendallin and Elaine. Hopefully you'll like it. Unless you're planning on serving chitlins and hog moths, I'm all in. Kendallin flips her hair over her shoulder. Carmody's eyes open big as saucers. Why would she do that? It's a joke, Carmody. I'm surprised you even know what a chitlin is. Wonders never cease. Kendallin chuckles. Well, I don't. Could someone enlighten me? Elaine takes a sip of sparkling juice in a crystal flute. Boiled and cleaned pig intestines. Patronda shakes her head. I see. Elaine giggles as she picks up another fork full of salad. Sounds interesting. No, it sounds, smells, and looks 
gross. Tastes like heaven on earth if it's done right with some hot sauce. Kendallin said, so I've been told. My mother was not having it. She says the smell won't leave your fingers for days. Really? I didn't know that. Carmody tilts her head. That is odd. I wonder why. Who cares? It's gross. Kendallin smiles at the smirking server, placing an appetizer of southwestern egg rolls in front of her. To each their own is what I say. Carmody clears her throat. A confused look crosses Kendallin's face as she picks up her egg roll. Well, it's gross to me interview. Elaine Bright turns around in front of her purple laptop. She adjusts her lavender framed stylish thin glasses and smiles. With a quick glimpse back at her desk, she straightens her shoulders. I have really enjoyed the dinner so far. I had the most fun at Kindleland's. It was relaxing and fun. I haven't had taco salads in the longest. I've added it back to the menu at home. Not that I couldn't appreciate what Carmody tried to do by inviting us to her guest house. We were technically guests. Some people might think that was impersonal and cold, but I believe it was done with the purest intentions. She and Patranda just enjoy doing things in a formal way. I can respect that. And if my parents hadn't drilled such practical and giving principles into me, I'm sure Randy and I would spend our money on material things and live lavishly too. Like I said, Kendallin's way was more fun. It was relaxing and I learned a lot from her. She is a really nifty person to me. Carmody is nice too, very pretty and elegant. I've never seen someone who looks so perfectly put together all the time, but she was a supermodel, so... I hope you enjoyed chapter three of Real First Wives of Metropolis, the prequel to Gig Power, Making Moves in Metropolis. Up next is chapter four. <laughs>